0: Hey, Sherman! So excited to have you as a guest on the International Voice. Before I begin this episode, I want to share a little bit about Sherman. She graduated with a bachelor's in computer science from Bangladesh University of Engineering and Technology, and then she completed an MS in computer science from Virgin Tech. So we are both rookies, right? And then uh, she started off her journey in the industry as a software engineer and held several multiple uh, multiple managerial positions at Microsoft for nine years. Um, after which, she made a big leap and uh, started pursuing coaching as a career. Currently, she is an executive coach uh, for, uh, for Tech Focus at Green, uh, Greenleaf Leadership Coaching, with clients that include executives and senior managers at Microsoft, Boeing, Amazon, and many more. Um, anything else you would like to add, Sharmin?
1: Wow, good, good summary. And uh, I love um, helping people to become better version of themselves. So that's the kind of the bottom line.
0: Yeah, so that's that's a summary of everything, right? Sounds good. Um, so let's rewind back. Uh, I would love to hear hear more about the culture of Bangladesh or like how you grew up, right? Um, did you have any tech inclination growing up uh, which made you pursue computer <clears throat> science as a degree?
1: Thank you. Um, so my dad was an engineer, my brother, uh, my, uncles were engineers, so I grew up in an environment uh, where almost everyone is engineers. Um, And when I graduated um, high school, my favorite subjects were physics, math, you name it, right? Um, And uh, at that same time, um, the BUET, uh, Bangladesh University of Engineering and Technology, the topmost engineering school, opened a computer science department. Just uh, one or two years ago, um, so that was you know uh, everyone uh, looked up to uh, that, and um, um, luckily I I was um, eligible to admit there, so um, I was like, okay, here I am.
0: Nice. Um, so while you were doing a uh, like, what what uh, first of all, let, let's let's what what's the culture like in Bangladesh? Um, anything you want to tell about like what? How the people, how, how is the culture like Bangladesh, growing up in Bangladesh in foreign country?
1: Uh, it's um, study hard, work hard. Um, nothing you can uh, just, like, will be given. Um, right. Th- that was the culture, at least in uh, my family and the people that I knew. Um, of course, you know, the, um, uh, I was, I grew up in a middle-class educated family. So that, that is my lens. Um, uh, so in a, in a nutshell, it's um, like stay humble, never brag about uh, your talent or, okay, I studied there. I, this is my, uh, this is the result uh, or I got an A. Um, that's a no, no. And um, do not like, do not spare anything for to be excellent. That was the message um, I got growing up. Um, and another um, advantage I had from my family was that uh, it's it's not like men, women are different, um, women can go less about academic. That was not in our family. Uh, we are three generation strong women family, so that's one more added advantage I had uh, while growing up Um, so people have different uh, ideas about the culture of Bangladesh Um, the I always wanted to emphasize that uh, Mm -hmm. in my family in my network uh, that was a little bit on the like women are very strong women can do a lot
0: and then education makes a huge difference in that mentality as well right so you come from a really educated family and then that's why education is so important in this in this sphere, like to make sure there's an equality. Um, everybody has like that opportunity to be educated and have that mentality, right? So that's amazing. Thanks for sharing, Charmin. Um, So, when you were doing a bachelor's in Bangladesh, did you always had an idea <coughs> or like an aspiration that you wanted to do a master's or like um, a, like any higher studies in a foreign in a foreign country? Did you mm-hmm. have any aspirations like that from the beginning?
1: Yeah, even from uh, my school uh, school life, um, because uh, we read books. Uh, people uh, going to England and other foreign countries uh, to study to uh, just explore, and I always um, imagined uh, someday I will I will go there. And at that time, um, U.S. was not in my horizon. I was thinking more of an England uh, uh, school in England um but that's um something like going in a western country and for higher education and get exposed to the you know um excellence that that was something i had always in my mind
0: so oh, that's amazing uh-huh. yeah sweet um so like with, uh, when you actually applied to united states right you got into Virginia tech uh, became a hooky uh, how were the, like, was there any culture shock that you experienced in the first few months in the United States? Things are done differently, right? At that period of time, what uh, what culture shock if you must have experienced was it like? And, or just explain, like, just in general, how were the first few months in America like?
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, that's a great question. You know, when um, you get all the brochures uh, from USIS, uh, uh, the Cultural Center, all the, you know, happy student faces are there, Uh, and at that time, internet was not, uh, you get like printed brochures. So in my mind, that was the picture of the Mm -hmm. student life. Um, So the first thing that uh, when I landed here, um, wow, uh, you know, the nature, the greeneries, it's not too different from where I am from. Uh, okay. So that was, you know, it's it's funny that that thought came to my mind. And um, of course, as I started uh, the first few weeks, um, um, there was like academic programs back to back. And at the same time, um, I signed up for a student job. Uh, so think about this uh, academic load and the job, it's um, like, Seven days twenty four hours <clears throat> it's a hard work
0: right.
1: um, of course, my background prepared me for that uh, even though i i didn't ex- i didn't imagine that that will be my life. Um, luckily, I survived, uh, but the attitude of um, I'm going to make it work for me and also um, getting along with uh, students from diverse backgrounds, international uh, students, uh, American students. So of course, uh, it was a transition, uh, significant. uh, At the same time, that mindset, I'm here for this. So there was no barrier that um, made me think, oh, I cannot
0: do this. Right, thanks for sharing, Sharmin. you are doing your graduate studies now, right? So you're doing your graduate studies and in that process time, what were your companies, what were your dream companies that you wanted to work for after two years of your graduate studies? Um, was Microsoft in your mind at that period of time when you were um, doing your graduate studies? Because that is, that is your, you spent nine years at Microsoft and that was yeah. your uh, first job. So uh, how did you, uh, how, like, what, first of all, let's, let's share, like what were your dream companies and how did you prepare for it?
1: Uh, yes, Microsoft was in my mind, even when I was in undergrad. Interesting. And, you okay. know, these days, um, like students, undergrad students, they they have that direct connection with Microsoft and other big companies. Microsoft actually sometimes is the second choice for students these days. Uh, but in our time, um, IBM was like too big to kind of like a oh, whatever, um, but Microsoft was cool, hip uh, and, and we used their uh, developers tools we use their products uh, windows and office so um, it was like oh my goodness uh, um, I I want like it's it's a dream not reality like I I can be there and um, good that Microsoft had a very rich campus program so um, and within uh, that uh, internship time February-ish Uh, Microsoft came on campus um, and also we applied uh, for um, internship positions so uh, among other companies Microsoft was very present uh, in our campus and Virginia Tech had a very good you know uh, career service so um, it was not a surprise it was more of a Microsoft would come to school like this Um, yeah um, of course, uh, I was, I was uh, pleasantly surprised to go for interviews and things like that. Uh, and being treated like that, like plant-ware, whatever your cost, we will be at this. And this is like new, right? Right, right. Uh, so yeah.
0: Great, so um, how did you, um, so sometimes people actually start getting imposter syndrome, right? In a sense that if they have done the work, they have done the hard work to actually read that position that you were at, uh, to get the interviews and get in get in microsoft but sometimes they got they have that imposter syndrome in a sense that do i really deserve it right so how did you really uh, prepare yourself in a sense to ace those interviews and what resources did you use at that period of time
1: huh. um so again i, I- I get imposter syndrome (laughs) talking to you right now because the students these days are so much smarter than I was, um, I mean, 20 plus years ago. Um, At that time, um, I, to be honest, I didn't have like lots of interview resources, Uh, Virginia Tech, the Career Center was very helpful, uh, resume review, and and there was a training event, How you um, dine with your interviewer. So they provided those kind of support and I'm I'm so grateful that uh, Virginia Tech Car- Career Center supported us like that. Um, for a technical part of the uh, interview process, um, actually not just technical part, the overall interview process, um, I, this, this is the fun part. Uh, one interviewer asked me um, like it was a phone interview uh, what is the biggest challenge you overcame and that you were proud of i like today people know this question i had no mm-hmm. clue <laughs> that this this could be an interview question and i luckily i had a few of uh, those right so i talked about my undergrad project where um the challenge was not just only technical um my partner got sick in the middle so i had to do two people's work and Mm -hmm. um i pulled it through and uh, finally my partner recovered um after i think a few months so that was my story i shared and um that that got his attention that is um what I learned from that hardship, from that unexpected challenge, um, and technical part, uh, of course, uh, there's so much practice people can do. But what I learned from those experiences is that fundamentals is super important. It's those um, like computer science fundamentals. If you can be genuine about when you study those, you practice those. Um, no interview can can be daunting because it's it's in your mind the problem solving mindset the given a problem you think about it that's the training we get through our education um it's just like staying uh, staying calm uh, under pressure and just do your best thinking
0: okay um thank you so much so that that certainly that certainly makes a difference in a sense like because you took the took your initiative to help out a teammate in a time of crisis and then pull through right so that matters a lot uh, i believe and um, so you you got into microsoft and then uh, you worked for nine years at microsoft what what would you say that was your biggest accomplishment i come to the same as, a, as an interviewer right so as microsoft mm-hmm. interview what was your biggest accomplishment at microsoft that you believe uh, till date that the nine mm-hmm. year span of time that you actually spent at microsoft
1: huh. I would add a few more experiences I have, actually. Um, so I did an internship um, to another company um, called, at that time it called Hyperion, I think one them. Uh, so that I did, uh, plus I did an, uh, work for another smaller company in Texas before coming to Microsoft. Um, so overall, those experiences w- were very, very valuable. So, from my internship days uh, one thing that uh, got me like people praised my bosses my supervisors praised me is that i was very curious to uh, learn um, you know in a in a non traditional way i worked with someone who worked for a russian space agency uh, at hyperion when i was doing my internship um and he saw me uh, in the lab, um, uh, like looking through the code, even even the assembly code. <laughs> I could read the assembly language, machine language. So uh, to understand what's what's going on uh, under the hood. Um, uh, not everything is, you know, uh, in the manuals. So from that uh, perspective, uh, he he was super impressed that I was so curious about uh you know learning and i didn't spare i didn't stop myself uh that oh this is a traditional way of learning or this is not non traditional way of learning uh, so that's one thing um it's not accomplishment per se but it's the attitude um and people see that as a value um I, uh, does that make sense
0: yeah and uh, well, so definitely like the attitude really matters and like it can be an accomplishment in yourself that you kept that attitude throughout your time, right? So that, that, mm-hmm. that makes a huge difference. Um, do you have any, um, any, any story of where you failed uh, in your time in Microsoft and then how did you overcome that failure, right? So mm-hmm. other, other people who are working at big tech companies can really relate to that or kind of look for it, right? Make sure they're not mm-hmm. making that mistake. Yeah, yeah, uh,
1: definitely. Uh, so one, uh, one of those, um, so think about this, when um, like someone like me we, uh, started in a big company and I'm like, oh, I'm here, I landed to the biggest com- uh, tech company, most reputed tech company. And um, my, I was thinking that is, this is like you, brought, um, you are on that train that will take you to places right? So I was in that um, mindset. Um, But within, you know, within a couple of years, I started noticing that is, hmm, it's not as uh, fulfilling as I I thought it would be. Um, Things are not uh, that simple. So that that was my first, like, disappointment. and looking back, and of course, at that time, I figured something, um, uh, it's that I did not uh, think proactively about my career. So that, that was my first learning or failure, you can say whatever way. Um, that first disappointment about hmm, nobody is looking after me. Um, so I have to do that. Um, So I got myself a mentor. Uh, Microsoft started a mentoring program at that time. So I took advantage of that. Um, So that helped me to think for myself and uh, take the ownership, you know. Right. So so that's one learning I can share readily uh, that people make this mistake a lot.
0: And what can you expand on like what do you mean by proactively you didn't like think about your uh, career proactively at that point of time? Well, can you expand on that?
1: So um, uh, for example, um, you are um, at certain level, right? Um, there is some expectations from uh, that level that is, you should be able to do this kind of projects, this kind of complexities uh, on a consistent basis so that you demonstrate you 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 are ready for the next level. right? So those those are written somewhere and of course these are available, but if you are not paying attention, if you are thinking, oh my manager knows what I'm doing, um, uh, he or she will take care of that, that is one of the uh, mistakes that we usually make, um, especially those uh, foreign students. because our tradition is the elderly is going to take care of things and we are just going to do the hard work. Uh, In the US, the system is is a little different. You need to own that. Does that make sense?
0: Right, right. You need to own like whatever, like as an aspiring product manager myself, like you need to own the product, right? You need to Mm -hmm. own your responsibilities or whatever you're doing. There's no no hierarchical system in here. Uh, So Mm -hmm. I can completely like understand what you're trying to say. And then you, like, after Microsoft, you took a big leap, right? A big leap of faith in itself, became an executive coach, you got interested in executive coaching. Um, Normally, people coming from foreign countries, your parents would say that you have a cushion job and then you shouldn't be leaving that cushion job and be pursuing something else of your own. Um, when, when, When did the thought process come in and how did you gain that amount of confidence to just go ahead and have that leap of faith in yourself and pursue executive coaching.
1: Wow. <laughs> yeah, that um, there is no quick answer to that, but this is again a process. So as a manager, um, well, I was totally enjoying the job. Um, and of course I can do the technical stuff. Um, at some point I started noticing that is, I get more fun uh, helping people grow. You um, should see me when I advocated for my people for their promotion cases, how, how to kind of like um, um, market them for like this, this person should go to the next level and find all the data and all those ways to convince the committee uh, for the promotion case. Um, so that got me thinking. That is, this is this is this totally kind of enlivens me. I uh, I don't see this as a job. Um, this is I would do um, even I'm not um, paid. <laughs> um, I at the same time I did some volunteer work outside my uh, Microsoft job. Um, there also people noticed that quality in me um so all this data was telling me i have this gift and uh, i'm not fully utilizing that gift uh so you know that that's kind of like a disturbing um thought Even uh well i'm trained to be a tech person and now i'm seeing my gift is towards uh, helping people grow um, which in my um Knowledge. I don't have any education for that. Uh, it's a natural skill, I love doing that, but um, is there any role like that? Uh, so that was the first question came to my mind. So it's scary, scary thought. Um, but as I, I had that thought for uh, so many months, uh, I was looking for an answer. What does that mean? Do I need to go for further education? Is there any job I can get? So I was um, asking people, reaching out to people, and also I mean uh, reading books, uh, things like that. Um, so it was a long process for me to um, kind of like find parts of that answer of those questions. Um, so eventually, I found about coaching, and that got. Uh, some idea that gave me some idea, and then I I started reading about coaching and see what what it really means, uh, and then I was convinced um, after reading a um, book uh, that wow this is this makes so much sense to me, and then of course uh, the big decision was leaving the job and doing something that that's new, uh, that also was a process uh, so, uh and I. I I won't say it's, it would be the same for anyone, but for me, uh, I took it one step at a time. I And at some point, uh, I did my homework, plus I took a leap of faith. You know, you have to balance both. You cannot have like 100% certainty about anything. So you have to make that choice for yourself or your family. Um, so my husband was very supportive at that time. So um I thought, okay, why not? When coming to U.S., that was a bet. I didn't know if I would be successful. How hard it would be. So if I took that, and I'm I came this far, why not take another? Uh, so that was the you know um, way I convinced myself.
0: So right. So just finding out your own know, passion and then living that passion trying to find the resources and trying to learn more about that thing, how can you make that passion a reality, right? So, Mm -hmm. and then also balancing out that uh, having the confidence in yourself to make that leap. So that's amazing. Thank you so much, Charmin. During the executive coaching time period, you must have come across different managers as well, right? So managers from foreign countries who uh, come to the North American industry, tech industry, and uh, there might be a difference in a type of like leadership style as to how you would lead your teams, managing as compared to different countries, right? Internationally, each leadership style is different. What what suggestions do you give to managers from those different, from foreign countries?
1: Uh That's a great question. Let me think if I can get some bullet points for you. Um, So, Of course, culture is a very complex and um, varied thing. Uh, No one can be like educated about all the cultures. Even even in the US, as you can see recent days, um, even race is a big issue, right? Um, One race doesn't understand the other race. Um, So first of all, just like say, I do not know, period. And I'm here to learn from you, whoever you are in front of you, Um, in my team, uh, my colleague, whoever. Um, And um, so that's that's a given, that's the fundamental. So in my experience working with the leaders, um, what I found that, well, that's understanding other is a challenge. And the most interesting part is understanding self. Is, is the mystery. And that, we struggle a lot. Um, we call, um, I call it emotional intelligence, as you um, may be aware of this term. Um, so many times what happens is that uh, in a stressful situation, um, we get triggered, right? We get uh, stressed, we get nervous, we get angry, uh, we blame it to someone else, uh, and our behavior becomes something that doesn't really help uh, the situation. Um, And we don't know, we just do it like automatically. Uh, So that's the biggest area I work with my clients. Uh, How you you can understand your triggers, your emotional responses, and how you can regulate them on the fly, real time. Um, so that's that's a big work that my clients do, and good news is that if you get a hang of that at least a part of it, that takes care of so much because it starts from you, each of us
0: right, so making sure first of all, like having an acceptance in a sense um, that you're here to learn from your team your uh, to learn from like their traits and their culture in itself, and then lead by an example and being accustomed to it, not be like like a dictator in itself and uh, like throwing around your wand and getting stuff done the same way that you 've been doing in a foreign country and itself. so that 's amazing. thanks for sharing um, uh another thing so like i was I was recently watching an interview of uh, Sundar pachaya in a sense that he was at and uh, like a very high position in product cycle. like he was a product leader in itself at Google. And then can you? Uh, and then he had no idea that he's going to be a CEO of Google. Can you? Can managers or executive position? Do you really shoot for a position for a CEO? Can you actually? You can aspire to it, but can you? Uh, is there is there a process, or uh, is it is this happens by uh, by chance? <laughs> huh
1: actually, uh, of course, there is a process um, any natural phenomena has a process underneath um, so like this career progression it, there is some process, uh, but the truth is it's not like uh, like a, okay, this is the staircase and I'm going to uh, go one step and next step and like that uh, we if we shoot for a position, that's a recipe for failure. Okay. and that that creates so much you know tension, um, unproductive um, behavior that leads to uh, more drama than constructive behavior. Um, so uh, I usually ask uh, to my you know uh, workshop uh, participants or my uh, one-on-one clients. Um, okay, so what's your goal? And if they come up with a title, like, okay, vice president, I, I'm shooting for vice president or director or whatever. Um, okay, fine, no no problem in that. Just um, imagine you are a vice president today. What What are you doing on a regular basis? What's keep you excited? Who are you with? What are you uh, discussing with them? Like, just uh, imagine that you are are functioning as that. And that opens up, you know, what's underneath. What's my driver? What kind of problems I love to solve? What are my natural uh, strengths that I love to use? where i get really uh, turned off or triggered and those are the elements we work with we do not work for the promotion we work for the fundamental elements and that leads to so much fun and sometimes a promotion as a byproduct i always call this is a byproduct (laughs) and uh, sometimes uh, the promotion happens to some other ways and not not the literal uh, position, and the result is much more better than what people started with.
0: Right, so continuously improving yourself, right? Focusing on yourself, improving your mistakes, your um, backdrops, and just continuously like work on yourself, right? And uh, doing your hard work. And then, obviously, as I said, that moving up and uh, getting a position in itself is a byproduct, right? So just enjoy the process. In your which mm-hmm. you're in right now, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, like, le- le- because we have got to wrap up this, um, and uh, so w- what do you think is uh, something uh, that have kept like kept on motivating you, kept you going throughout throughout your uh, two decades of industrial experience, and like e- even before that, what kept you kept you motivated throughout this period of time?
1: Huh that's a wonderful like uber question right Uh, thank you for asking that um it's um hard to say like there is one thing but as i'm I'm, i've been thinking about it um for others and for myself it's is that you, you got to have that question Um, And I sometimes use Newton's, um, the apple falling from the tree. Um, And Newton started thinking, why the apple fell this way, not other ways, right? Uh, Fundamental question. And um, that could be a myth, but he might be uh, thinking about the gravity at that time already. Uh, But this is a symbolic way of, for me to say, I always, Uh, went for those fundamental curiosities. Um, There is a book uh, called Drive by Daniel Pink. He talks about um, intrinsic motivation. Um, You have to have growth, um, purpose for something bigger and autonomy. Like I I choose what where I want to focus. So that's the autonomy. Um, So think about that. That is, I need to, I have a um, question, fundamental question. I have the autonomy to pursue the answer for that question. And that helps so many uh, in the, in a bigger way, right? Um, so I don't know if that makes sense to you. No, um, and like
0: everybody has their own a uh, sense of motivation. Your motivation is to be curious, trying to find the answers to the problems around us, right? And then being laser focused on that to find the solution. And uh, that's amazing. Uh, thank you so much for your time, Shaman. Uh, thanks a lot for uh, sharing your views, sharing your insight. Do you have any ending notes for the viewers? Um, so
1: one thing I—that's uh, my favorite—is. Um, do not try to uh, compare yourself with others the outside way like I want to buy a house like that I want to get a promotion like that um, those those are I mean kind of like a um, socially accepted way of setting your goals uh, um, that is a thing um, title or a status uh, but what gives you sustainable excellence is when you look inside for the genuine uh, curiosity. I want to to learn about this. I want to find a solution of this. And that that gives you so much of those positive energy, and your results become so much meaningful. Um, And that actually gives the results that um, very hard to imagine if you are thinking from outside. Um, Go for inside out.
0: Great. Thank you so much, uh, Charmaine. Uh, That was a really critical point in itself and not surrounding yourself with um, outerly goals in itself. Having aspirations to it is amazing, but just working on yourself, working on curiosity, working on being a better person as well. um, Amazing. Thank you so much. And I'll be linking uh, Charmaine's um, website and her LinkedIn to this video. And uh, whenever I share it, uh, hopefully reach out to her and... uh, she, she loves to talk to people and she loves to share her own, insi- her own insights and solve problems of executive managers and fresh graduates all around the world. So make sure to reach out to her on LinkedIn and her own website. Um, thank you so much, Sharmin. Uh, thanks a lot for doing this. I uh, hope you have a great day. Thank you.
1: Bye-bye.